He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. I round out my trio of incredible guests this week with one of my favorite current voices in rock music, Miss Taylor Momsen of The Pretty Reckless. And it is great to hear your voice again, Taylor. Good to hear yours, too. How are you hanging in there, man? Uh, as well as can be expected. How about yourself? I'm I'm doing all right. It's uh, super crazy releasing music right now, but the response has been so great that it's in one way I can kind of almost enjoy it because I'm not, you know, bogged down with tour. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, dying to go on tour and play this live, so I'm not really sure how to feel. <laughs> Yeah, there is a dichotomy there, no question. Death by Rock and Roll will be the title for the fourth studio album from The Pretty Reckless. It is also the title of the lead single, which, by the way, owns the current honor of the most added song on rock stations across the country. Good start. It's mind-blowing, the response. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for the support. It's, It's really, I don't even know how to feel. It's amazing. I'm not seeing a release date yet. Do you have a ballpark as to when you'd like this album to see the light of day? Uh... Now, no, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have a date because everything's kind of up in the air right now due to all this uh, this unprecedented craziness in the world. But um, I but Death by Rock and Roll is just the tip of the iceberg. There's going to be lots more music coming before the actual album, so just stay tuned. Wonderful. You've been away for quite some time, and a good portion of it writing and recording this album, of course, but there was also a period of time you and the band took for yourselves, having experienced a traumatic series of events, beginning with your band being on tour with Soundgarden when Chris Cornell passed in 2017. And I won't ask you to relive that night in Detroit, but to understand the broader story of this new album and its songs, tell me about the days, weeks, and months following the death of Chris, if you would. Well, it that hit me extraordinarily hard. Um, and I, and, uh, I mean, that getting that tour and being on that tour, I mean, I'm such a massive Soundgarden fan. That was, you know, it's the highest of the highs for, for all of us. And, uh, and obviously ended not ideally. Um, it, it hit me extraordinarily hard and, and I had to take a step back. We, we canceled touring. Um, I just wasn't in a really, I wasn't in a good place to be public. Um, so I, I went home uh, to kind of reflect on what had happened and try to process. And then uh, started writing again. And then very soon after that, I got the call that Cato, um, our, my best friend and our producer, had passed on a motorcycle accident. And uh, that was kind of the nail in the coffin for me at, at that moment in time. Of just I, I sunk into this hole of depression. And, and I wasn't entirely sure how I was going to get out of it or if I was going to get out of it, not to get too heavy here, but... Uh, mm-hmm. The, the short of it is that music saved my life again. I, I delved into music, and, and that's what really pulled me out of it. And, and this record is really the culmination of of all of that. So it's, it's all there in the record. I'm sure there's a certain amount of therapy in putting your thoughts and emotions and lyrics, but when you're in such a dark place, how do you know you're ready to get back to work personally? You kind of don't. I kind of just took a, a, I, I kind of took a jump, um, I had written some stuff that I, I really liked, and that was that was the first hint of okay, I got to start doing something again. Um, and that in itself was a process. We uh, this is the first record that we did without Cato, so we uh, we worked with a guy named Jonathan Wyman, um, who's was a longtime friend of mine and the band's, and a great engineer, great friend, great producer. And this is the first record we actually co-produced. Uh, 
so he really kind of was he was a he was a he was a lifesaver in in this scenario because it really took I say this record is like a rebirth for us because in one way it feels like the first record in the sense that we really threw everything we physically, mentally, everything, everything we had at it and in it. And uh, now it's, now it's finished. And now I'm just, now I'm excited for people to hear it. I mean, it was making the record was a part of the healing process. Artists are notorious for being their own worst critics at times. How much scrutiny is involved with most songs? Do they always have an end point where you know they can't be improved, or is that hard for you to put it down? Uh, to me, they always they always have an end point, especially with the writing. The writing, they always have an end point of this is finished. Uh, I've said all I have to say. This is this is done. The production side of things, you could you could tweak that forever. You know. Mm. You're, you're, the, especially mixing and stuff. Should that snare be a tiny bit louder? Should, you know, you can nitpick forever. Um, so eventually you kind of just have to go, you know what, this is, I'm, I'm proud of this. I'm done. I'm, I'm stepping back now. Taylor Momsen of The Pretty Reckless is my special guest. Death by Rock and Roll is the lead single from the album of same name expected in the near future at some point. When it comes to first impressions, Taylor, when you've got a batch of songs that you've recorded, is it pretty apparent to you when you hear them back which one best represents that body of work in terms of that first single? I mean, it's always it's always tricky with the first impression. I think in this case, it seemed pretty obvious to us. I mean, Death by Rock and Roll is the title track. It's the first song on the record. Um, you know, I come from the, the mindset of records are meant to be listened to from front to back, so why not make that, you know, that's the first impression, first song on the record, first single, Death by Rock and Roll. Do song ideas ever come to you in weird ways or weird times? You know, I, you're a classic rock fan like I am. We've talked about this at length. And, you know, some of the stories you've heard in, in the past, Jimi Hendrix woke up from a dream and had to jot his idea down on a cigarette pack and things like that. Do you have any cool stories like that about any of your songs? I mean, I don't think I'm as cool as Jimi Hendrix, but uh, <laughs> but, I, but I certainly have, have done that. I mean, uh, I, I wake up in the middle of the night with an idea in my head and, it's always just kind of, and I sleep with a, a notepad next to my bed. And so then when you actually wake up in the morning, half the time it's just gibberish. And it's, I, was like, I don't know what I was trying to, <laughs> what I was trying to say here, but sometimes that can actually turn into something. So it's, it's really just, I think it's about keeping your mind open and, uh, and, and hoping and, and waiting for something to kind of to strike you and, and see where that takes you. I struggled with whether or not I'd go with the Hendrix example or the Freddie Mercury example, where apparently he wrote crazy little thing called Love in the Bathtub. <laughs> I've written songs in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, we touched on Soundgarden earlier and how important that band is to you as a fan. I can only imagine how cool it must have been to collaborate with Matt and Kim on one of these tracks coming up. I mean, just so awesome. I mean, they've become very good friends of mine uh, throughout the past few years. And it's just, I had this tune uh, called Only Love Can Save Me Now. And I was like, this is just begging for you guys to be on it. And I sent it to them and they loved it and said yes. And we flew to Seattle and uh, recorded at London Bridge Studios, which is, you know, such an iconic studio where they did Pearl Jam's 10 and uh, Louder Than Love by Soundgarden. Oh, wow. And just, and to, to be in that environment and, you know, those walls, those walls have stories, you know, they have secrets. Uh, to be in that environment at that studio with those guys is just so cool. I mean, so great. And you've probably been to Seattle any number of times, but it's probably always on tour, so you never really got to explore the town. Entire, that's entirely true. I love Seattle, and I always, every time we're there, I'm like, I wish we had more time to spend here. And so this was, a, it was a really nice trip to actually kind of get to be a tourist for a second and, and 
go around and see everything and really kind of soak up the energy of the city. Yeah, speaking of Jimi Hendrix, the grave is there. Um, of course. There's also mention of Tom Morello appearing on a song. Here's another artist that worked alongside Chris Cornell and Audio Slave. How cool is that? Wicked cool. He's wicked cool. Um, I don't. I, I don't want to give too much away here, but I'll tell you, it's uh, it's it's. I think it's pretty awesome, and uh, and he certainly. He comes in ripping. <laughs> I'll just leave it. But I'll leave it at that. Yeah, there's. I mean, everything is an original. Every note that guy plays, nobody's ever done that before, right? That's no, the best part about him. So unique. I mean, just his his style and his playing is so so iconically him that it's it's it, it, he has such a unique voice with the guitar. I know you're itching to get out like everyone else at this point. We alluded to the album and can't wait to hear that as well. Did the pandemic make you rethink a whole lot in terms of your day-to-day life at all, or maybe given you a new appreciation for anything in particular, Taylor? Um, well, I had kind of been quarantined, self-quarantined for about almost three years. You know, we had, we had some hard times, so I hadn't really left the house very much except to go to the studio. Mm. Uh, so I was really looking forward to get out, getting out on the road as my escape from quarantine. And now it's just kind of a prolonged quarantine. So I'm pretty much doing the same thing I've always done. Uh, I'm a homebody and kind of an isolate anyway, so it's, it's not too difficult for me to stay away from people. But I certainly miss playing. I mean, we were we were rehearsing and it was sounding great. And we had some of the best touring lined up we've ever had. I mean, it was like... Foo Fighters and Guns N' Roses and Pearl Jam and the list went on and on. So it's it's a bit of a bummer to say the least. Uh, but it but luckily none of it's actually canceled. It's all just it's all just postponed. So you know this storm will pass and we will be out on the road again. Yeah, this too shall pass have been uh, some of my favorite words in the English language since all of this began. And the hope is that someday one day we can all share a space again and get out and enjoy some pretty reckless live. That is that is the goal, and we will get there, everyone. So just hang in there and stay safe. Thank you so much for taking the time, Taylor. Death by Rock and Roll is going to be the new album from The Pretty Reckless. The title track we've got on Laser, and we're one of many rock stations across the country playing the hell out of it. So uh, thank you again, Taylor. Just keep up the good work and, and stay safe. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for the support. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, can't wait to see you when, this, when the storm's gone. Looking forward to it, Taylor. Thanks again. Thank you so much. You bet. Have a great day. You too. Bye.